Welcome to episode 33. Oops. I just hit the table. Damn it, Nikki. I'm sorry. Street Tiger. Rare. Where we <laughs> bring in our friends. Hello. And we chat with them. There's a friend right here. Hi. And then they teach us hey about yo. things that they are enthusiastic about. Thank you for saying enthusiastic and not expert. Because <laughs> I don't know if I'm really a sports expert, but I am very enthusiastic. But Nikki, this is Nikki Roshan Kaiser. Nikki Roshan Kaiser. Nikki Roshan Kaiser. Uh, she's one of our bestest friends. Mm-hmm. And as far as we're concerned, us. you're an expert. Oh, and, thank you. Yeah, for I'll sure. take it. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, I think that you're an expert on being super into sports thing. Oh, oh, thank you. Yeah. Yes. Good, that's good, good actually very accurate. Yeah. 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 And that's what we're here to learn about. Here. I don't know anything about sports thing, enjoying sports thing, watching sports thing, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. playing sports thing. I mean, it's a lot of verbs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know maybe a little, but Liz played baseball one time. I played softball. Softball. My I got. I, got I, I used to call it baseball. And I'm I got already making mistakes. I used to call it baseball, and all of my teammates were like, "We're playing softball." I mean, it, it's technically the same game. It's really just the ball and the pitching style that's different. So right. The right. rules are the same. Right. They're the a little bit. The, the rules same. are actually a little bit different. That's true. The rules are a little bit different. Just a wee bit. See, not yeah. an expert. <laughs> Just trying to make you feel like you know a little something about baseball. Thanks. I know Nikki. a little bit. I have a story that I'll talk about that later, and I think I do know a little bit about baseball. I think most people know more about sports than they think they do. I agree. No, no, no. This is like how people say you must know a little bit of French. Didn't you take <laughs> French all through elementary school? And I'm like, no, no. <laughs> Oh, that's a that's a Canadian. Yet, je ne parle pas français. If for any Americans listening, that's a Canadian thing because we all have to take French. But je ne parle pas français is French. It is. You just spoke French, Mel. <sighs> oh, the irony. I know, right? <laughs> but that's all I can say. I can say like, excuse me, do you speak English? I do not speak French. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Excellent. So can we can I just say briefly how we know Nikki? Should we say that? Yeah, let's talk about let's oh. talk about Nikki. So I would like to talk about how I am the genesis of everything. You are. Because <laughs> when I moved to Toronto to go to Ryerson, well I already knew Melody because I had gone to U of T and was, as I mentioned in a previous episode, a Christmas dropout. But then Christmas graduate? Christmas graduate, yeah. It sounds so festive. <laughs> Christmas, <laughs> Christmas graduate. graduate. Christmas graduate. So fun. Dropped out at Christmas. And then... <laughs> Did the, you have a bow instead of, like, the hat with the tassel? Uh, no, I just had my mother's disapproval. And, a lot, and shame. <laughs> shame, yeah. Uh, I was wrapped in shame. Merry Christmas. <laughs> it was rough. It was a rough eight months. So then the following September, went to Ryerson, worked at a variety of jobs while at school. One of those jobs I worked at was at a store on the Danforth in Toronto called Alchemy. 
Alchemy on the Danforth. Alchemy on the Danforth. And I met Nikki, who worked there, and we became friends. And then, maybe like a year or two later, Nikki said, Hey, that store your friend Mel works at is hiring. Maybe I'll get a job there? And I said, Sure, <laughs> yeah, you should talk to Mel about it. And then they like became friends and moved in together. <laughs> we we started working together and then became roommates like what two months later or something. Yeah. yeah. And then we were working full time together, living <laughs> together. And there was that one summer where we were both single. And spending every waking moment together outside like, of work and home. Yes. So like <laughs> we would get up in the morning together and be like, okay, see you at work. And then one person would leave an hour early. So when the second person was closing, they would call the other person and be like, okay, I'm on my way home from work. What are we doing tonight? <laughs> so I feel and like everyone said we would kill each other, but I made a beautiful friendship. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, Liz. and then I just infiltrated your whole friend group crew. Yeah. And here great. we are. Wow. <laughs> and now Nikki's the big boss back in Toronto because Liz and I left. <laughs> the yeah. only one left. Yeah, it's true. Like literally everyone we had except for except like Kat. except for Kat. Well Kat came on the podcast. She did. So we got because Nikki's here and Nikki's husband is a business owning entrepreneur man. Nikki can explain it better than that. But just explain it right now, Nikki. No, he's a business <laughs> my husband loving owns. entrepreneur man. <laughs> That's actually exactly what he is. What tell us what he but owns he and what owns, he does. So he owns three bars. Um he owns the Emmett Ray, which is a jazz and whiskey bar. He owns the Doc Ellis, which is a sports bar. And he owns the Aviary, which is a team up between the Doc Ellis and Longslays Brewery. Bow, bow, bow. <laughs> tell us what we're drinking tonight, Nikki. <laughs> well, we have a selection of different beers that they kindly gave us Whoa. for our sportsing podcast because the Aviary and the Doc Ellis are both sports bars. Boo. So if you are in Toronto and you want to watch sports and drink really good beer, those are two excellent options. Thanks, Long Woo, We love you. I am knee deep. So I'm drinking Slam Dunkle because it has a basketball on it. <laughs> Is that the only reason? <laughs> it does, it's also tasty. It Vice. says the number one draft pick on it, but like D-R-A-U-G-H-T, oh. because Long Slice is nothing if not punny. Yes. And I love a good pun. Um, And it's super tasty. I'm drinking it in honor of the Raptors winning game one of the championship. Yeah, wins we'll game two. Later, Sunday. <gasps> uh, and it's really good. It's darker than I normally drink, but it's really, really good, and I will likely be drinking another. Nice. What are you drinking, Elizabeth? I'm drinking because I am a fucking hipster slave to hoppy IPAs. I don't care. I like them a lot. It's okay to like things that other people like. Oh, God. It's so hard to admit, <coughs> Hipster. Though. It's so hard to admit. Okay. I'm drinking Hops de la Vista. It is an IPA. It says in cursive writing on the side, brewed with a unique blend of hops, exclamation point, which I like. On the other side, it also says, you'll be back. <laughs> where does it say that on the other side of the can oh it does i love it hops to la vista you'll, you'll be, back. be back i will be back this is my so, second one already so, so you're a fan of the ipa i drink a lot of ipas i like them a lot <laughs> and this one is really smooth and like citrusy but not too citrusy i don't punch you in the face i don't like the the trend of the ipas that are like it's just grapefruit juice yeah like i'll know? drink a rattler then thank you yeah exactly so no, this is great. I'm really enjoying it. And it's my second one and it's 6.5%. So buckle up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. I'm Liz ready. is drinking. <laughs> what are you drinking, Melanie? I'm drinking Loose Lips 
because the title really called to me as a mother of two, <laughs> born naturally <laughs> from my vagine. <laughs> Loose what, lips, lager. What kind and of and it, it says on the side, goes down easy because it's slutty too. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. Does it like say it. that? It does not say that. It says loose lips, lager, and then it says goes down easy. Oh, I love it. It's because of loose lips sink ships. Yeah, you know loose that lips. Phrase? Loose yeah, lips, yeah. that's from the old propaganda posters. Easy. Yeah. They were like, don't talk about things because yeah. I like and what do you think? Do you like it? I like it. It is it's a little citrusy. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. It's yummy. It's I find that one very refreshing. Is it refreshing? Yeah, I was gonna say it's if it's a lager but citrusy, I would say that would be refreshing. May I try? Yeah. Oh, is that is that gross to you? <laughs> no, no, no. Oh no, for actually, those of you who are mind. not watching this, Melly just made a really funny face. Oh wait. And I just said Melly. All I can think about Melody. speaking of Melly is smelly Mel over here is covered in dirty bong water, and it's all I can smell wafting <laughs> up into my nose hole. Mel Mel spilled her bong water out her jeans earlier. Listen, my kid was screaming, and I needed to hit the bong. Okay, (laughs) yeah, that's why this is why judging me. I think it's amazing. So, guys, we're gonna talk about sportsing. Yay! Our friend Coral is making us homemade soft pretzels. Can't wait! Super legit. She's gonna come and talk sports snacks with us. Before we get on to that, how was everybody's week? Anything exciting? Week peaks. Week peak. Yay, I get to have a week peak. I have a week peak. What is it? It's not a week peak. It's more of a week valley, but I'm trying to make it into a peak. Okay. So turn that frown upside down, Liz. Yeah. <laughs> so a few when I was on the podcast before, I can't remember when, I think it was the episode with Sarah when we were transitioning. Uh-huh. Sarah was talking about how she owed seven hundred dollars to CRA because they were like, actually, we reassessed you and you owe us seven hundred dollars. Yeah, and I said, oh, don't worry, you can set up a payment plan, no big deal. Uh-huh. So I got my taxes done last week. Oh no, and I owe five thousand dollars. <gasps> How can you possibly owe that much? You were in school, and because I worked last year, like my job, and then uh-huh. I made freelance money, oh, right. and I've never owed before, so I didn't save any money. You didn't set any aside, no, sir. So that's that a valley. Blows. But the peak is that the CRA, which is the Canadian Revenue Agency, for those of you who are curious as to who I'm in hock to, <laughs> fucking five grand. You Canadian can do Canadian month- revenue assholes, if you will. <laughs> yeah. They do payment plans. So okay. they set Do those- they charge you interest on that though? Very little. Okay. So my payment plan, get this, motherfuckers. No, I'd be happy to pay fifty percent tax. If everything in our country was free and childcare was free and everyone had a house, like I am not upset about paying taxes. I'm just so poor. But right. payment plan. Don't, you don't you weren't paying taxes on your freelance income, which is why you owe it now. Correct. Yeah. So it's totally legit and legal. Yeah. It's just a bit of a just blow. Sucky. Yeah. But that uh, means you made enough money freelance to owe five grand taxes. Congratulations. Also, kind of exciting. So they do payment plans. So for twenty two months, I'll be paying two hundred and forty five dollars a month. Which is like a car payment. Sweet. It's a lot. It is a lot. Yeah. But then I'll be done. Yeah. And if you make extra money, you could just pay it down if you wanted to. That's correct. And then you don't have to have that hanging over you. Mm-hmm. It's not the funnest way to spend your money, but. Oh, that's that's pretty much all I spend It's my pretty money much on. the least fun way to spend your money, just sending it to someone and getting nothing in return. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But except peace of mind. Well, and like healthcare. Uh, yeah. Not if Doug Ford has anything to do with it. <laughs> 
So that was a low. Yeah. My peak is that I will pay it off. Yes. Yay. And my other peak is that I am going in a new direction with my freelance work and oh. I'm excited about it. And that was motivated by partially my massive tax bill. <laughs> right. So what? what's this new direction? I can't talk about it. I'm okay. trying to keep it a secret. You'll fill us in. What's your week peak, you Melody? Can. Yeah, I will. My week peak <laughs> is the miracle of life. <laughs> I'm I'm cooking up some chicks in my incubator in my bedroom closet. And this morning I candled them, which means holding a flashlight up against the shell to look at the little babies. Inside. Sounds like flashlighting. <laughs> this morning I was flashlighting. <laughs> and um Actually, a lot of them don't have anything growing in them, but a bunch of them definitely do, which is so exciting. I have little chickies growing in a box in my bedroom. I, have a I had no idea you did that in your house. I, yeah. For some reason, I thought that would be like a coop-related activity, but no. if I think about it, realistically, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, they yeah. Would- well, and with the incubator, it's very touchy, and you want right. to keep the humidity and temperature and everything really constant, because it can like, if there's not a mama hen on them, the eggs are pretty easy to fuck up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have so, a question. That's so yeah. cool. Is it possible... That sometime in the next few weeks, you'll just come home and there'll be baby chickens in your closet? Yeah, but they're in a box. Like, <laughs> so- the incubator's <laughs> closed. Oh, so it won't, like, freak them out? It won't be, like, waking up in a coffin? They don't know what a coffin is. So. <laughs> <laughs> and, actually, baby birds, they do this thing called imprinting. So, if I'm, like, the first big creature they see i am their mom forever oh my that must come in really handy well the chickens that are the nicest out there are the ones that hatch from me yeah now i'm gonna make a movie from me from my (laughs) vagine vagine. i'm gonna make a movie reference okay do it jurassic park remember they were like getting the raptors to imprint on them yes and then richard attenborough was saying i've been present for the birth of every Little baby in the park. And but then they ate him, right? In the book, they ate him. In the movie, oh. they saved him. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Hey, Nikki, quick. Do you your week amazing. peak. What's you your week, week peak? peak? My week peak was having drinks with a friend I met in Indonesia nine years ago. We have not seen in nine years. Oh. But he's in Toronto doing, he's an anthropologist. He's doing research in Toronto. So he and my friend Kate, who was also on the same anthropology research trip. Indonesian Kate. That's what Indonesian Kate. Nine years ago. Uh, we met him at this really cute little bar in Kensington. And it was amazing. Nice. It was so cool to see him. And it reminded me that, you know, I used to be cool. I have a 16-month-old son. so You're still cool, girl. I feel like uh, you are. I kind of lost a little bit. And it was just nice to be reminded, like... I did cool things. Mm-hmm. I had fun. Yeah, nice. it was great. It was definitely a peak. That's awesome. This is a close number two. <laughs> <laughs> my part two, my number two week peak was sitting on my lawn, which has grown to like waist high. Like the kids can walk in it and you just see their heads. Yeah, it's a tick um, forest out there. <laughs> do your tick checks, everybody. But was sitting in the lawn and foraging dandelion greens and dandelion heads to make mm, rhubarb dandelion pie (laughs) that sounds nice upstairs we're gonna eat it later guys both of very like little house on the prairie but in a good way it's really yummy it's like a custard totally situation sounds delicious i feel like my week peak wasn't as nice and wholesome as your week peaks mine was (laughs) drinking with an old punk that's My nice, week peak was really taking wholesome. a big dump on the toilet. 
things have gone south. Melody's been backed up for a while. <laughs> it wasn't. But you know what? I did pee. I did that thing this week. Where I actually I ate. did take a really big poop and it was amazing. <laughs> it was amazing. I called everyone in to see it. Anyway, though, so, but um, I it was late at night. I peed and I was like... <gasps> But it was because I'd had feet. Oh, <laughs> you guys that is that? the worst. <laughs> That's the worst. Oh my god! Yes, all the time. And what's funny about it's pe- very startling. What's funny about beets is that it's almost instantaneous. Yes! Like you'll eat beets yeah. for dinner and then pee thirty minutes later, and you're like, what? I'm <laughs> dying. <laughs> I have a terrible urinary tract infection that yeah. I just can't feel. But my blood is suddenly magenta. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, I. I'm not even going to go there. Never mind. Let's <laughs> You know where you could go. Melody's Speaking box. of going south. Ooh. Roll, Roll up your sleeves. Pull up your socks. Reach on into Melody's box. Icebreakers. Lube it up. Lube up your hand. Here. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> yeah. Before we get into icebreakers, was yeah. it you that told me that someone described stirring craft dinner (laughs) (laughs) yes he was like i don't have sex with girls because you know what it sounds like when you have sex with a girl it sounds like stirring a pot of craft dinner reach your hand into this mac and cheese okay Mm, reach in i'll read it for you kd (laughs) okay nikki describe yourself in terms of three to five pizza toppings (laughs) (laughs) well i'm vegetarian so that might make my pizza lame for some people. But Not if they're cool. Ooh, thank you. <laughs> Not if they're cool with vegetarians. Um, well, I think I have like a fairly sweet side to myself. Mm. And I also love pineapple on pizza, which oh, some yes. people think makes me a psychopath. But those people I think are stupid. Those people are psychopaths. <laughs> so I would say pineapple and then... You gotta have the salty with that sweet, Nikki. Yeah, yeah. Because you so are that- you are pretty salty. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me started on politics. I will bring the salt. So then I would say green olives. Yeah. Oh, what about feta? Yeah. Except for I'm, I'm like I'm gonna stop eating dairy for a little while, so I don't want to think <sighs> yeah. about feta too much. Okay. It's gonna make me sad. I understand. So yeah. So green olives, pineapple. And then maybe uh, some hot peppers, just to spice Ooh, it up a yep, little bit, because yep, I yep. do like it hot. You are a pretty balanced person, and that's pretty balanced. It's like Thank you. all salty, sweet, salt, spicy, but all like spicy. really strong flavors, but balanced. Thank you. I. It's funny because I don't think of myself as a terribly balanced person, but I just described myself as one, so I must on some level. Oh, I think you're pretty balanced. <laughs> oh, thank you. I'm what learning a lot tonight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you're learning a lot, clearly. <laughs> this is like therapy. It's $150 an hour. Uh, can I pay you in beer? Yes. Sweet. If it's long slice beer, Woo-hoo! TM. <laughs> Slide me a slice, <laughs> will ya? Um, hey, Liz, yeah? what about you? What would you be? Would you have meat on that pizza? Or? No, because I'm always trying to be a vegetarian because I was a vegetarian for two years and now I do eat meat, but I try and only eat ethical meats. So my pizza would be like, you know what I'm really into recently? What? Super classic, even though I'm not Italian at all, just like margarita, like cheese, oh, tomato, basil. So good. Cheese, tomato, basil, boring, basic, safe because I'm anxious. So I stay safe and I just cope with things by drinking. Okay. So margarita with a glass of wine. Right, right. Or a whole bottle. Right. 
The thing that's so nice about margarita pizza, though, it, if it's like from a good place, is the ingredients themselves are so good. Mm-hmm. Right. You don't need to mess with it. Like you don't need anything other than really good cheese, really good tomato sauce, and fresh, fresh basil. basil. Mm-hmm. Like what else do you need? It's true. I mean, but also like I'm a carb addict. So like I just love pound. I am a carb <laughs> hound. So like just like margarita pizza, just like basically cheese and bread. Yeah. Love it. But yeah, margarita, a little bit boring. And then some alcohol to balance it out. Right. Classic. Balanced classic. again. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so balanced, guys. <laughs> Can I tell you mine? Yes. yes. Same as Nikki's, minus the hot pepper, plus feta, maybe plus fresh basil, because I think that would be good too. Oh, that would be sweet super tasty. and basil. That's like very like Thai or like what we think of as Thai food in North America. I don't know if it's real. Oh, I've had good Who Thai else food. Is hungry? In a while. I'm always hungry. I'm always hungry. We're going to have soft pretzels soon, though. So um, let's, should we get on with it? Icebreakers. Okay. So, we'll get to snacks when Coral gets here. Cool. Okay. 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 Nicole, why do people enjoy sportsing? (laughs) (laughs) Why, Nikki? Well, I mean, there's lots of reasons, and I can't speak for everyone. First of all, let's clarify. Do you enjoy doing sports? Or just watching them and being a fan. So... I played softball for a couple summers, which was super fun. And then I wrecked my quadriceps muscles and I did not go back. And then I had a baby. Um, But I haven't really played organized sports since I was a kid. Okay. Which I did enjoy as a kid. But Mm -hmm. then I got more into like competitive swimming and lifeguarding and that kind of stuff. So my sort of athletic stuff went in a non-team direction. Um now I, you know, I, I work out and I do yoga and stuff, but I don't, uh, I don't engage in any team sports currently. I do kind of have this fantasy, which I hope will come true of playing beach volleyball, Oh, which I think would be super fun. Well, you do live in Canada, so it's totally appropriate. Yeah. For like three weeks out of the year. <laughs> but yeah. So I, I mean, I would love to get into volleyball at some point, so I don't know how to play it, but I mean, I'm relatively athletic and I've watched a lot of it, so mm. I'm sure I could figure it out. So you like the watch, and you're like a pro fan. I definitely enjoy <laughs> watching sports. It's it's a fun distraction. It's like the world is going to hell. But, you know, the Tigers are playing. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Although oh, not man. this year, because they're terrible. But the Raptors are in the championship. Yay! So you so just talked about two different kinds of sports. Baseball of and sports. basketball. That's correct. <laughs> this is sportsing for dummies. Yay. Remember, we don't know shit. Okay, That's Nikki, I wanted to ask you. Yeah. Um, just briefly, because you were talking about how you liked Detroit mm-hmm. and you like Toronto. Mm-hmm. Tell us why do you like those cities and why do people like specific cities in terms of teams? Like why where does that loyal come from? So my dad grew up in Windsor and lived in moved to Detroit when he was like eighteen. There was no Canadian baseball teams at the time. So he was a Detroit Tigers fan. Um and so but he was also a Toronto Maple Leafs fan because his family's French Canadian. So they all liked the Montreal Canadiens. And so to piss off his brother, he decided to like Toronto instead. <laughs> so your dad's a French Canadian who grew up in Windsor. Yeah. There's a lot of them down there. There's oh. actually like a lot of French in southwestern Ontario. Hmm. Um, not like in Windsor as well, but also a little bit further east. Ah, the Franco-Ontarians. Like and those places. Um, so he became a Toronto Maple Leafs fan out of spite and a Detroit Tigers fan out of location. Ah, interesting. So 
when he raised my brother and I as sports fans, he raised us as Detroit Tigers fans because that was the team he was a fan of. How do you raise someone a sports fan? Yeah. Well, my parents funny. didn't do that. Well, Mine's, they my- have to like sports themselves. So my dad loves Toronto teams. Yeah. And I am not a sports fan. Did you spend a lot of time watching sports with them growing up? So I have a memory. I have a few memories of sitting on his lap coloring or doing something because he's a good dad and would let me sit on his lap and hug me while he was watching Leafs games because mm-hmm. he's a huge Toronto Maple Leafs fan. Mm-hmm. And then he would just be like, you know, I'm miming having a child sit on my lap. And then he'd be like, do, 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 do. And then the Leafs would score. And you'd fly off his lap. Yeah, he'd be like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> happened all the time. So I, so my parents split up when I was really young. And it, this is interesting because I was just talking to Andrew about this a few days ago. And I don't think I would have been as big of a sports fan if my parents were together. Oh, go on. Because I would have had another option. Right. Right. So if me and my dad and my brother were hanging out, which we did half the time because my parents had joint custody, they wanted to watch sports. I wanted to hang out with them. I watch sports too. And I firmly believe, and this is my experience anyway, and I think it could be the same for other people. The more you know about something, the more you can appreciate it. Yes. So if you just sit down and you're like, here's a baseball game and nobody tells you anything about it, you'd be like, why the fuck am I watching this? I don't understand what's going on. The ball's flying around. People are running. It makes zero sense. And then the other half of the time, they're just standing there. The other half of the time, they're just standing there, like, scratching their nuts, literally. So, (laughs) oh, yeah. But because I spent so (laughs) much time with my dad and my brother watching hockey, mostly hockey and baseball, we didn't really watch football, basketball. Well, Toronto didn't have a team back then, back then, um, or soccer. So I grew up watching hockey and baseball. And I think... I had a really good time with my dad and my brother, so it just naturally transitioned into me being a sports fan as I got older, Because partly because of the association, partly because I knew what was going on, partially because I played the games. Right. My dad coached my brother's baseball team, and so I was a little bit older, and I was doing my lifeguarding, first aid, all that stuff, so I would help out with the team. Like, if guys got injured, there was once a guy got dehydration. So, like, I would help out with that kind of stuff for, like, warming like, pictures like up. You would hydrate him, or you would go play for him? No, like I would make sure that he had enough water and got him out of the sun. Like there was just stuff like I would help out. I kept score. You were like the Wendy to the Peter Pan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like amazing. a trainer. <laughs> yeah, okay. you were like a... I was like a trainer. Yeah. Uh, but And I would keep score sometimes. And it was really fun. Like I had a, I had a really good time. I really enjoyed it. And so I don't... Like I said, I can't speak to anyone else's experience or why they enjoy sports. But there's... Other things that I like about it are like there's a camaraderie involved, right? So if you're a fan of a team, if you run into someone else who's also a fan of that team, you automatically have a bond with them and something to talk about. And, you know, you go to a game and the team's winning. It's like everyone's really happy and you're a part of this this bigger thing that's going on. And our society is fairly disconnected these days. And so it's just nice to have that connection to people you don't know just mm-hmm. at a sports stadium. Um Andrew also said something really interesting a while ago about how sports is the only time in our society, which is changing a little bit, but it's the only time in our society where men are encouraged to experience emotions. Hmm. And oh, so that's interesting. Whether or not men and or women think of that consciously, I think there's definitely something going on there, right? Like oh, grown yeah. men fully allowed to cry about sports. That's like 
No cry? problem. Oh, yeah. Cry? Like full on oh, yeah. cry? Tears? Full on cry. So, I mean, your like husband. Like losing the championship, you cry. So, no problem. I mean, your That's husband fine. has worked at and owned these bars. I'm sure he's spent a lot of time looking at people watching sports. Yeah. And it's a very emotional time. Yeah. Very emotional time. Especially Should if he get us drinking some footage involved. for our Instagram. Or... <laughs> I mean, we can try. So a few, a few years ago, and every Leafs fan knows what year this was. It was like four or five years ago. The Leafs were in the playoffs and they were playing against Boston. Yeah, I it think. happens all the fucking time. It happens a lot, but this fucking was bust. this was one time when that I was actually watching with my dad. Okay, and it was an elimination game, so if the Leafs lost, they were done. But they were ahead like four nothing or something. Melody's cracking the peanuts. Mm. Um, right. By the way, we're drinking beer, we're eating peanuts and pretzels and shit like that because it's like we're at a stadium. So <laughs> Nikki just beer? cracked another beer, and so the Leafs were ahead by like four nothing, mm-hmm. and then. With very little time left to go in the game, Boston scored four goals or three or five goals and won the game. Yeah. And I remember watching it with my dad and he just, it's like one of four times I've seen him really upset. He didn't cry, but he, because Leafs fans are long and and long suffering. Oh yeah. And the (laughs) Leafs shit the bed literally every year. All the time. So he just picked up the remote control turned off the power button really slowly and said what a disappointment and got up no shit got up and walked upstairs and went to bed you know he was crying on the inside <laughs> he was he like was he was crying in bed he was devastated yeah. because they yeah. had been doing so well yeah. and i like i am totally a bandwagon person like i like the leafs because my dad likes the leafs yeah but i don't great. know anything about them i could not name a player right now totally fine um, except maybe Kadri. Does he still play for them? Yeah. Okay, there you go, Kadri. And so I watch it with my dad sometimes because I think it's fun. And it was a fun time because they were doing so well that whole game. And my dad was so up. And then it just wasn't. And then it just wasn't. Yeah. And it was like the last five minutes and he was devastated. And I mentioned that same game to my friend's husband, who's a Leafs fan. And yeah. he just went like this. Yeah. Don't talk about it. He didn't even want to like, like think about it. It's hard. Yeah. And it's like you invest all this emotional energy. So you feel all the highs and all the lows. And like that is part of the fun of it. You know, like it's exciting when your team wins. It's exciting. Like right now, the Raptors, for the first time in their 24 year history, the Toronto Raptors basketball team are in the championship. It's the first time it's happened. They're playing Golden State Warriors, who have been, this is their fifth year in a row, I believe. In the finals. Yeah. They're a really good team. Yeah. And they have won three out of the last four, and they're going through a three-peat now. So they're like a dynasty. They're like a huge team. Why are they so good? Uh, It's like the players that they have. (laughs) Basketball is kind of a unique sport because one player, like in the case of Cleveland, can make or break a team. Is that LeBron James? Yeah. So like, didn't he move to Miami and like sculpt his own team? Pretty much. But he won the championship for Cleveland. Like Cleveland as a team didn't. That's an extreme case. The Golden State Warriors have a lot more depth, but they they have like some of the best players in the league on their team. So they're just really right. hard to beat. What do you think about the idea? And sometimes I think about this and I know it's essentially meaningless, but sometimes I think about it. So you get a you get a team. I have no idea who is on the Raptors. No clue. 
I don't know who's on Toronto other than like Kadri. <laughs> but you get a team of people and then that whole like region gets behind them. And I've always thought this was interesting as like a non-sports fan person, essentially. I'm like, but nobody on that team is even Canadian or like whatever, you know, it's like all these arbitrary assignments Mm -hmm. of, of backing and like, um, support. And it's just like people who get traded to a team and then they have the support of all of the fans. Yeah. Cause they're playing for you. Yeah. Like that, like they're playing for Toronto. So they're playing for me. They're playing for my city. Like, Obviously, when like when there's Canadian players on the Blue Jays, super bonus. Like it, you know, like Russell Martin no longer with the Blue Jays, uh, Kevin Pillar no longer with the Blue Jays. But there was a time when they had like a handful of Canadian players, and that was amazing as Canadian players playing for a Canadian team. And so there's a little extra like woo, especially as a Canadian because we don't have as many in baseball. There's not. A there's lot not of that Canadian many players. Canadian. Basketball, yeah. there's not a lot of Canadian players. So right. it's like really exciting when the Canadians play for the Canadian teams. Are there any Canadians on the Raptors? I uh, don't think so right now. I mean, I'm sure there's not that many Canadians Although in, in the NBA. Steph Curry, who plays for the Golden State Warriors, who's like a crazy three-point shooter and I can't stand him. He went to high school. That's just outside of Toronto. Oh. Yeah. So he has a lot of connections. Interesting. But... uh I can't think of any actual Canadians on the Raptors. I should probably look that up. You don't have to be an expert. I'm just, I just love the like arbitrary nature of sports sometimes. Where yeah. it's like, I love you. You're my team. And then the person's like, I just got traded here. I'm because just gonna- you like, you know, especially like Kawhi Leonard's a really good example on the Raptors. He's arguably the best player in basketball. He was traded to Toronto. He's a free agent at the end of the year. So he conceivably can only be here for one year. People love him because he's an, an amazing basketball player who's here now. He is probably the reason why the Raptors will, I'm going to just put it out there, will win the championship. Boo, boo, boo. But it's also possible he's going to leave at the end of the year. And so there's actually this really cool thing happening in Toronto where people have printed out stickers that are like, Kawhi eats here for free. So on all these like different bars and restaurants because they're like come on stay here we love you we think you're amazing like we want this to continue he's right. from the west coast so for him to stay here is like hard for him right his all his family's on the west coast so in california yeah he is from the golden state uh i believe he is yeah <laughs> <laughs> the irony yeah so you it's like you develop a loyalty for a player because they're in your city whether they're from that or not and it's because of what they bring to your team that's nice does that make sense yeah no it does make sense and i think it's nice you know i remember having conversations about this with my dad when i was a kid because you know there'd be like a whole team and not that there's anything wrong with russians at all there's Mm -hmm. not but there'd be like a whole hockey team that was just like (laughs) there'd just be like all russians you know yeah and you're like woo and like some of them would like not even be able to speak to the reporters afterwards because they like can't speak any english but that's what's one of the things that's so great about sports is like it brings people together across culture lines nationality lines language barriers like all of that like that's actually kind of a beautiful thing that you could have an american hockey team full of russian players So excited to eat this pretzel. I know they look so You have no idea. Good. This is gonna blow pretzel. the pants off of any stadium pretzel wow. ever. We didn't formally introduce Coral. So Melody, you should. This is Coral Sprawl. 
who lives down the road. And when I put a call out on social media saying, does anyone have any leads on some pretzels? Coral was like, I can make some pretzels. Woo! So Coral, our snack spurt, is here to talk stadium <laughs> snacks with us. <laughs> These are amazing. These are better than any stadium pretzel I've ever had in my entire life. And I've but, had a few. Oh, it's so you. good, Coral. Thank They're you. like crispy and soft. Where'd you learn how to make these? At the movie theater? At the movie theater, yeah. It was my first part-time job out of high school, I guess, officially. I'd had a few underground jobs <laughs> as a teenager. <laughs> what, like dealing drugs? Is that what just you like slave labor, kind oh. of. <laughs> Cleaning cat litters and stuff like that. Oh, but uh, Anyway, then uh, this first one was making pretzels at the movie theater. It was a big complex one. One of the first of its kind, I think, was in Gloucester North. It was a Wetzel's pretzels. <laughs> <laughs> I just finished my pretzel in 14 seconds. It's gone. I hope there's more. I can't pretzel and talk at the same time. It's tough. It's tough. Nikki advised it's us like, to put yellow mustard on the pretzels. It's pretty good. I don't put mustard on a lot tasty. of stuff. But I'm not yes. a yellow mustard fan. Me neither, but there's something about the yellow mustard combo with like the saltiness of the dough. It's super good. It's really good. It um, balances it out. Oh, <laughs> like long slice beer. <laughs> Thanks, long slice. TM. <laughs> so, do you know how to make any other kind of delicious stadium snacks? <laughs> can you make a hot dog? Coral? I can make a hot dog, <laughs> steamed or barbecued. What? <laughs> <laughs> boiled or barbecued? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> the stadium ones are always boiled, mm -hmm. and they're like a little bit wet. Yeah. <laughs> and then the bun gets a little bit wet. Mm -hmm. It's this hot mess. Yeah. It's disgusting. <laughs> it's That's... actually like strangely really good, but only in that context. Yeah. Like if you had it at home, you'd be like, why am I doing this? Or you're like, take me out to the ball game. Ooh, soggy hot dog. Mm. <laughs> so, Coral, do you go to sports events? Uh, on occasion, I do. I don't tend to be able to afford it that much, to be honest. Yeah, but... it's expensive, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You've been to some hockey games. Though. I go to hockey games, yeah. Mm -hmm. I took my son to a hockey game when he was like four weeks old or something. So. And what did he, he did think? The same thing. He just slept. He just, <laughs> what a like, little ingrate. <laughs> I was so nervous. I was like looking up the regulations, like, can I bring a baby into the stadium? <laughs> like, and I was worried because the pitch of the seating is so like is steep. And then what stadium were you at? Uh, at the, is it, I don't even know what it's called Canadian now. Tire Canadian Center. Canadian Tire Center. Yeah. Where the Senators play in, in Ottawa. Ottawa. Yeah. Yeah. Or in like Canada. Right. Because mm -hmm. it's not Canada. downtown. Not to be <laughs> the, confused with Canada. It's the worst yeah. location for a, like a large sports team stadium in the history of the world. Yeah. Detroit <laughs> had one of those. It's like 20 minutes outside the city. This one was like 45 minutes it's outside the ridiculous. city. It's ridiculous. Bananas. <laughs> I do actually have a connection to that stadium or arena, I guess you call it. Uh, my dad had been a superintendent on the job site for that oh. build. So, oh, neat. And it's actually what brought us to the Ottawa area when I was a kid. Are we talking Coliseum? Yeah, it was yeah, the Coliseum. Which now, okay. now as all now arenas Canadian are called, Empire. they like label them as whatever team, whatever corporation is sponsoring them, which mm -hmm. I think is a fucking travesty and I fucking hate it. <laughs> I just called the Skydome the Skydome, even though it's the Rogers Center. Everyone does. Yeah, but it's awful. Like, ugh, I just so hate it. So the seats, if you go to the Skydome, the, on the side, like at the aisle, 
they all had the Skydome logo, like the D with the streaks coming out of it. Yeah. And they, like years ago when Roger Center first took over, they started replacing them all with like the boring Rogers logo. Mm-hmm. And I was really sad. And then they just stopped. And I don't know why, but the 500 level still has the old school logo. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, people up on the 500 level don't care. They're too poor. <laughs> They're too poor to get a Rogers logo. They can't That's afford amazing. their they can't afford their cell phone plans. <laughs> <laughs> their exorbitant Rogers cell phone plans. We're not going to remind them that they need to pay their bill when they come here. <laughs> like in Kingston, there's a there's a like a hockey arena, and it's Leon's is Leon's furniture. It's called the Leon Center now. The Leon Center. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, just, I have trouble keeping track of all the names. That's it. Oh, I know. The Ottawa <laughs> one. Had, to refer the Ottawa Coliseum. Has changed like four times. It has. It's changed a bunch. Mm-hmm. It was the Corral Center. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then it was like Scotia Bank, Scotia Bank Center place. And then at one TV? point, I think it was like the HP Center, like Hewlett Packard or some bullshit. <laughs> and then it was just the private donor place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we have Scotia Bank Arena in Toronto now. It used to be the Air Canada mm-hmm. Center. Yeah, the ACC no! is now the SBA. That's some kind of bullshit. Yeah, it yeah, changes it all the time. It's super bizarre. <laughs> We're going to the Scotiabank Arena. Okay, so pretzels, mustard, mm-hmm. soggy yeah. buns with hot dogs, mm-hmm. peanuts, peanuts in the shell, in the shell, definitely. What are our other stadium snacks? Is that about it? Because, like, this Um, is what I can get behind. I can get behind eating and drinking. There are egg rolls that are very popular at the, uh, the one in Ottawa. The, the, the Corral Center. No. (laughs) It's the Canadian Tire Center. The Canadian Tire, yeah. Jeez, keep up. Yeah, I couldn't keep up with that one, but Mm -hmm. yeah, they have these egg rolls that are very popular. I think they're, they're from a particular restaurant in Ottawa and they're like, they're sold out by the second period kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Yeah. So in baseball, Cracker Jack, which is like caramel, corn, and peanuts is like a classic snack. And then popcorn is like a big thing. Right. Like pretty much everywhere you go. But one thing I noticed, uh, Andrew and I, for our honeymoon, we did a road trip and we went to six different baseball parks in the States. And basically when they talk about crazy stadium food, they're just like, how much meat and cheese can we pile onto a different kind of bread? (laughs) And then you get this like... I don't get them because I'm vegetarian, but you see other people with these cardboard boats full of soggy bread with layers of meat and orange cheese. And it doesn't, I mean, obviously I'm biased because I don't eat meat, but it doesn't look aesthetically pleasing. Like it doesn't look like something you would want to eat. Can I just clarify? Is it supposed to be like an open faced sandwich? It depends on where you go, but it just seems like the general theme is like, Sometimes it's a sandwich. Sometimes it's a version of a hot dog. Sometimes it's a schnitzel. Like it just depends on. Sometimes it's like a strange pizza. It just sounds messy. Mm-hmm. It sounds very super messy. messy for like walking around with. And yeah, or like sitting in your tiny, 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 tiny baseball seat. chair, dumping like, on somebody in front of you, maybe. who's like one yeah. millimeter ahead of you because of the, the weird <laughs> pitch of the stadium. <laughs> <laughs> so. That's not dangerous, sir. I dropped my hot dog. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so I lived in South Korea briefly. And the South Koreans, not unlike the Japanese, fucking love baseball. And like when you go to a Jays game, correct me if I'm wrong, Nikki, I never go to Jays games. 
But when you go to a ball game, the mustard Nick- just farted, and I'm really having a hard time holding it together. <laughs> <laughs> so is Melody. I'm not alone. You're not alone. <laughs> but when you go to a baseball game in North America, the stadium's often like kind of like half empty, right? Mm, it depends on how well the team's doing. Right. If the team's doing well, it's rammed. If the team is not doing well, then it's not. Right. And you can have some really quiet, sleepy... Definitely. Saturday afternoon games where hardly anyone's there. Yeah. In Korea, from what I could tell, because they're so fucking crazy about baseball, every single game was packed. That's amazing. And it was insane. And so the city that I lived in was is Busan, or was Busan. It still exists. I just don't live there anymore. I never know. I don't understand tenses. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, it's the second largest city, so there's four million people, and there was a Mexican man who played for the team, who they loved so much, his last name was Garcia, they had a Mexican flag at the stadium, and every time he came out to bat, everyone would yell, Garcia, 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 anyway, it's a moot point, but the snacks there, in Korea, Mm -hmm. fried chicken. No way. Big old box of fried Mm. chicken. That sounds delicious. And it was great. Mm -hmm. And also everyone had little fans made out of newspaper, like shredded newspaper, except the little nub that you'd hold with your hand wasn't shredded. And then everyone would shake it. And so like those games were so much fun to go to. Yeah, I bet. It was great. I went to like three. So fun. (laughs) Did Did you talk corn dogs? No, we didn't talk corn dogs. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Corn dogs are definitely a thing. See, I'm not the best stadium snack person because I don't eat meat. Most of them are meat. Coral, yeah. tell There's us about the There's a lot of meat. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of street meat. Tell me more. Tell me more. <laughs> well, I, I, I imagine that it was supposed to originally be like a cornbread breading to it, but right. I don't know what it's made of now. I've always wanted to make this, this cornbread battered hot dog on a yeah. stick. But uh, yeah, I don't. I've never attempted it before. You can buy them frozen. I know that. Yeah, yeah. I don't do. It's called a pogo. Thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. my kids won't <laughs> eat them. <laughs> I just saw a guy walking down the street in Kingston, just happy as a clam, with you a pogo, pogo? <laughs> in each hand. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty amazing. <laughs> What, what I thought was the funniest about this guy that I spotted with the pogos is that there was a bite out of each one. <laughs> <laughs> Rhythmic pogo eating. Yeah. <laughs> Double fist in the pogo. With each step. That kind of makes sense because then the second one would be fully cold. He's yeah. just trying to like spread out the heat. Yep. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> I think there's some logic to that. There's something to be said for like, Hot pogo versus cold pogo, though. Like oh, maybe true. you want to have true. this experience, experience over here and then this one over here. Mm-hmm. Contrast know. and compare. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Please write a five hundred word report. <laughs> I won't do that. <laughs> I think I'd want a hot pogo. <laughs> yeah, probably hot would be better. <laughs> it seems like one of those things that if it wasn't like straight out of the deep fryer, you would start to really question what you were doing. <laughs> right. Yeah, because I feel like the even the quality of hot dog they make a pogo out of is is lower quality hot dog than most. It's like, yeah, and that's really saying something. Right? Nobody yeah. wants like, to know how the sausage <laughs> is made. Like, really, lips and assholes. Am I right? <laughs> oh God! So hey, at least they're using the whole animal. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Nose to tail. Popular, <laughs> yeah, it is. People so pay wait, a lot for it. Are you saying hot dogs are the original <laughs> nose to tail food? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Don't waste it. <laughs> so, Carl, do you watch sports? 
I do sometimes. I'm kind of the get on the bandwagon uh, while it's hot. Hashtag kinda. bandwagon. Yeah. Are you watching basketball? I'm right watching now? basketball. I did. I played basketball as a youth, so I find that I I do like to watch sports that I've played before as well. Mm-hmm. So I enjoy it because you know what's going on. Yeah, but I don't make time for it if it's not a big game or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I watched the game last night. Yeah. Pretty exciting stuff. <laughs> What'd you guys think of the game last night? I didn't watch it. It was, it was the amazing. Raptors one. Yeah. It was the first game of the championship series. Oh, and they won. They yeah. did. Nice. It was a big deal. Yeah. Cool. I was on a basketball team once, and not only did I, in the same like, little tournament, not only did I shoot for the wrong hoop, and I almost <laughs> got it, but I didn't get it in, because I'm not very good. <laughs> but I also told the coach I thought she should let all of the girls play. <laughs> that's so nice. I was speaking up for the younger girls who were feeling left out. That's so nice, Mom. <laughs> that is the worst. No, it's nice. I mean, you know, sports should be enjoyed by people. <laughs> Not just by people Everyone. who are good and shoot in the right net. <laughs> yeah. well, I think it's in Denmark, I think. Uh, there's no, uh, winning at sports before kids are 13 years old. No one wins or loses. They literally just play and they don't keep score. They don't keep track. Like, I mean, I guess if you were running a race, you would know who came in first, but they don't hand out like medals or ribbons or anything like that. Wow. And Denmark has some, uh, good sports players. So it's not like they're losing Mm. their competitive edge. Yeah. I think right. it, it develops so were, like good sportsmanship. Yeah, sports totally. Sportsmanship. And loving the game instead of getting like wrapped up in, yeah. I gotta win. Like, play because you love it. So mm-hmm. you were on the right track, Mel. You were ahead of your time. Mm-hmm. Cool. We'll get there. What do you guys yeah. think about sportsmanship? Is it overrated? Good sportsmanship? What do you mean? You know, um, like the bat flip. Was that really such a big deal? Exactly. Tell us about the bat flip, Nikki. What? The Jose, Jose Bautista's bath flip? I just said Conseco. <laughs> <laughs> You're an old lady. I mean, he probably flipped a bat or two. He was really twitchy from all the steroids. From all the steroids <laughs> and, the, and the coke. So, I mean, there is... First, tell us what happened. Okay, so the the infamous Jose Bautista bat flip. I was actually there because it was the first time the Jays were in the playoffs in, like, 20 years, I think. And my husband and I are really big sports fans. And we had season tickets, and so we were like, we have to go. Like, we have to get postseason tickets. We just have to be there for the playoffs. So it's game five of the American League Division Series, which would be the first round of the playoffs. It's like the shortest. What year um, was this? 2015, I believe. So it's like a really tight series. The games are tied two to two. Uh, it's the elimination game. So whoever wins the game goes to the next round. And the Jays were down two nothing. In the bottom of the six, Edwin Encarnacion, who's known as Ed Wing, because he would run around flapping a wing. It was just pretty adorable. He hit a two-run home run, so the game's tied two to two. Uh, top of the seventh, this really strange play happens. There's a runner on third. Russell Martin's the catcher. He throws the ball back to the pitcher, but it hits the bat of the batter who's on on like at the plate. So he goes to throw the ball back to the pitcher. It hits the bat. It ricochets and it runs down the third baseline. So as that happens, the home plate umpire rules the play dead. But in baseball, you kind of run whenever you can. So the third, the guy on third ran home. And then there was this huge, long, 
review of the play because no one was really sure how to call it. Like, can you say it's a dead ball? Is the ball still alive? Would the run have scored anyway? There are all these questions. So they ended up ruling that the run did score. And there is actually a rule in baseball which says if the catcher is throwing the ball back to the pitcher and it hits the bat and goes onto the field, the ball is in play. Baseball is a really strange sport because they have rules for like every tiny little thing that could ever happen. So technically the ruling was correct, but Toronto fans lost their minds because what it looked like from the stands was the umpire said the play is dead. So the Jays didn't react. They didn't try to throw him in at home. He came home, scored a run, and so the run was given to Texas for them to take over, to take the lead. And this was in the playoffs. This was in the playoffs. This is like the deciding game to see who advances. So then there's 20 minutes. This is not an exaggeration. I just looked this up. 20 minutes of Toronto fans throwing beer cans, popcorn, paper bags. Someone threw a roll of toilet paper. Like, they must have run to the bathroom and came back to throw (laughs) toilet paper on the field because they're so upset about this one run being given to this guy on this questionable play. Right. So 20 minutes later, that all wraps up. The Jays get out of the inning. So Texas is now up 3-2. to two. Something strange happens. Texas falls apart. So they make three errors in a row. One run scores. So now the game is tied 3-3. There's two guys on base. Bautista hits a long shot. You could tell it's, as soon as he hit the ball that it was going to be a home run. And, like, this game has been so tense, right? Like, every, there's so much emotion. Everything's happening. So he watches it sail. He flips his bat. And then he runs around the bases. And that does not seem, from a, my perspective, that does not seem like a big deal. So, from my perspective, it seems fucking amazing. Because <laughs> in that context, like, if you think about everything that was happening and, like, all the emotions and everything that was riding on the game. Right. Like, yeah, he's a human. He had emotions. He expressed his emotions. The stadium lost it again and, like, started throwing stuff in the field again, which it was, like, a little bit of an embarrassing time to be a Toronto sports fan (laughs) to watch that happen. But it's the same, like, everyone had all the emotions in the stands and they were just like, oh, my God, I can't handle what's happening right now. We have to throw everything, which is essentially a bat flip. (laughs) 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 I was like, I can't handle this, though. (laughs) And so from, like, in that context, I don't think it's that big of a deal, but... There are all, there's a lot of sort of stuffy older white people who have a problem with it because it's largely like it's something that like Latin American players tend to do more. They're sort of known stereotypically to be more emotional. The game that they play is more emotional, more passionate, more passionate. Yeah. Which is a a more masculine term for emotional. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and so I think there was definitely some blowback and then from that, but then there's also the other side of you never want to show up the pitcher so you're kind of it, it is a from that perspective a little bit unsportsmanlike how, how did he show up the pitcher by tossing the bat because he's it's kind of like being like heh fuck you huh. even though that wasn't i i mean i was not in his head but that wasn't i don't think that was his intention like that game was unbelievable in so many ways that i think it was just a, a release yeah it's, it's like a reaction like yeah a gut reaction yeah didn't he get punched in the face by the pitcher or someone from that other team? I like think weeks it later. Was, yeah. Uh, no, it wouldn't have been weeks later because that was the end of the series. Oh, okay. But there was something that happened. I think the next season there okay. was like bad blood between them after but that. Someone punched him in the face. Yeah. Yeah. With a bat flip. I How think could they punch that perfect 
perfect five o'clock shadow in the face. He <laughs> <laughs> punched it right to seven thirty. <laughs> <laughs> I think I remember, like, I don't watch baseball, and my dad likes likes the Jays, but I remember hearing about it in the news, and people were like, oh, Bautista's bat flip, and I was like, what is going on? I can't even be bothered to look it up. And now that I've heard the full story, I think, what? He was <laughs> yeah. totally entitled yeah. to be like, woo! Yeah. I just got a home I run. I did it. I did it, motherfuckers! What's yeah. the big deal? Yeah. I think that, like, baseball in a lot of ways is a very conservative sport. Mm-hmm. It's called, like, I think it's called the gentleman's game. No, maybe that's soccer. Scrap that. Don't put that in there. Soccer golf? is not the no, gentleman's game. No, soccer is a bunch of Golf, maybe? I don't know. Golf, golf sounds more gentleman. Yeah, but there's, like, there's this sort of idea about baseball being, like, civilized or something. You know, like. Because there's keep, so many goddamn keep rules. your emotions on the bench. Like, you don't let your emotions get the better of you. So he like, We don't cry in baseball. There's no crying in baseball. I stand corrected. There's no crying in baseball. Tom Hanks, you just peed for 10 minutes. That's like crying out of your penis. <laughs> yeah, Tom Hanks. <laughs> yeah, Man. so it was like a big controversy. And I mean, there's been other instances of bat flips that I think are in less heavy situations that I think people get a little bit more upset about. But there have been other instances of bat flips. Yes. <laughs> this wasn't the first bat flipping incident. Oh, tell. I don't, I mean, I don't know any, any other ones that intimately because I didn't witness them, but there's definitely been, you know, it's like a big game and you hit a home run and you win the game and you flip your bat and it's, it's taken really poorly by the other team. Like, you're trying right. to show me up. You're trying it, to, you know, like... You were showing up, bitch. We just scored a home run on you. <laughs> and that's what they're saying. Like, you already beat me. You hit a home run off me. You don't have to rub it in. Like, I think that's what they're saying. Um, but there's... I don't, I don't know, like... Yeah. It brings to mind sort of the... Uh, was it Serena Williams flipped out after yeah. a tennis match this... But again, that's in the last got, few what, months. That, what did you do? Sorry, Wait, sorry. Fill me in real quick. I do, like, and I'm not a, a tennis John- fan at all. But I, I just was more reading about sort of the breakdown socially mm-hmm. and otherwise. She was angry about a call. Yeah, and she fought the umpire or yeah. whatever it's called in tennis. It's the same with Jose Bautista, who's from the Dominican Republic, and Serena Williams. There are racial stereotypes, I think, mm-hmm. that play a big part because. John she's Mac- also a woman. Yeah, and they, she's a woman. Are is... rational and crazy. And John McEnroe in tennis acted like a piece yeah. of shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he's a white dude. Yeah. And so, so okay. he's celebrated. For yeah. It. Yeah. And he then was like so passionate. How's Jose Bautista <laughs> and Serena Williams get like called yeah. out for it? Yeah. And I think there's some problems there. The yeah. Ground. Yeah. There's a huge double. Yeah. Story. There was a lot of analysis on that, especially yeah with well that news that news guy well. the cartoonist. Drew mm-hmm. that cartoon of her. Did you see it? Uh, oh, yeah. That's it, it what really inflamed the whole... So This cartoonist drew... Uh, a newspaper cartoonist drew a cartoon of her having like a little tantrum but he drew her as like a cave person oh. with a with a horn mm-hmm. like a horn between yeah, her, uh, in her nose and stuff and yeah. I do remember that It now. was pretty it's awful. 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 Yeah. When I saw the cartoon I thought I like gasped because yeah. I thought... How could you think that was an okay thing to produce and put in a paper? And how mm-hmm. many people would have to say, sure. Yeah. That there doesn't seem like there's anything wrong with that. How many people approved that and they were like, yeah, yeah. print that, print that yeah. shit. We're a yeah. whole stand behind Go that. Go ahead. Yeah. 
Yeah. And that's the thing. Sports, like everything in life, is very problematic. Like it's a product of our white patriarchal society. Mm-hmm. Yes. I feel like people get away with a lot. out in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you remember a few years ago? I can't remember what basketball team he played for, but Jeremy Lin. Mm-hmm. Do you remember him? Mm-hmm. So do you remember what team he played for? I can't remember right now. I don't. He did get traded to the Raptors, though. So Jeremy Lin is an Asian American basketball player. And like maybe five years ago, he was on this crazy streak where he was doing really well for his team and like just like scored tons of this is going to make me sound like an idiot. Scored tons of baskets. <laughs> S- scored a lot of points in his basketball games. And he was doing well. And people were really excited about it. And it was making the news. Yeah. And and he went on some sort of five or ten game streak where he was like really helping his team win a ton of games. And then someone published, some news person yeah. published a news article on him when he finally didn't do super well yeah. in a game. And the headline for that article was, for this Asian-American basketball player, a chink in the armor. And I thought, what What? is wrong with people? (laughs) Why would you do that? And I think that, I don't know what happened to that person. They might have gotten fired. but I hope hope so. (laughs) But people were like, what? Like, there's so many, like, weird, awful racial things in Mm -hmm. sports, you know? Yeah. 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 Yep. Yep. <laughs> her sports sport left. <laughs> yeah, she left because her baby was crying again. I just ate two pretzels and now I can't move. They were so good. <laughs> I'm opening a third IPA. You're the best. Oh, and I've switched to... Klondike Clark Golden Ale. What do you think? It's good. Do you feel like a dad? It's liquid gold. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was talking to my friend Dave the other night about this podcast that we were doing, and I accidentally said, Nikki loves sports so much. She knows so much about it, and she's a great like fan. She's like a man. And I just <laughs> threw that out there. And Dave looked at me and said, I don't like sports. Your husband doesn't really like sports. And I was like, you're absolutely right. I, yeah, of course, I'm married to a man who doesn't play <laughs> sports or and is not interested in them at all and thinks that a love of a sports team is like an arbitrary side choosing. Like he doesn't get it. He's always yeah. like, I'm team A. I'm team B. She, and then he has little flags. There's actually a cartoon. I'll send it to Mel for the Instagram page. There's like a cartoon that has like arbitrary sports um, allegiances. So to that, I used to describe myself as a tomboy when I was a kid. And that's like a very mm. common thing to say about girls who are into sports and who play sports and get dirty and ride bikes. And then I was thinking about it. There's this comedian fuck, I cannot remember her name, who was like, I, I, you know, I was described as a tomboy as a kid, but now I'm an adult, so am I a tom man? (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't make any sense. Like, I'm still into the same things I was when I was a kid, you know, but so I guess I'm a tom man now. But that's such a strange thing. It's the same thing in reverse, right? Like, if you're a girl who likes, quote unquote, boy things, then you're not just a girl doing stuff. You're a tomboy. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a, it's a, yeah, it's like we're not allowing ourselves to have that masculine side of yeah. the feminine, but, uh, or society doesn't anyway. Yeah. yeah. Or, and I feel like a total idiot. Like sports are masculine, but yeah. 
I was sports most are definitely... just sports. Like, yeah. they're not masculine or feminine. We've just assigned that to them. We've decided that they're masculine. Yeah. And it's okay. Is it okay to not have any interest in partaking in any sports and mm-hmm. watch them enthusiastically? Is that's that what, okay? Yes. Is that most not a little hit? I would say that's most people. Yeah, majority. Okay. Because people. really, sports is entertainment. <laughs> right. It's like, yeah. it's something fun to watch. It's something to distract you from like your shitty mm-hmm. week. It's something that you can like rely on. You yeah. can learn the stats. Gives you something to talk <laughs> about with your buds. I like, would say so, that my dad's like and, that. There's like a sense of camaraderie exactly. as well. And to think about it, like, we started watching sports as humans a fucking long time ago. Like, the first Olympics was like 700 BCE or 775. <laughs> but, and that means that like people, and of course it was very elitist back then, but it does mean that people have enjoyed watching other people compete at athletic endeavors for thousands of years. And right. You know, so it's something that's obviously in our DNA somewhere. Yeah. Like the Let's Go Cave paintings, there's pictures of people wrestling. That's like 15,000 years ago. So there's, you know, there's an appreciation for what the physical body can do as part of it, I think, too. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I can't do that, but look at this amazing thing that he can do. Mm-hmm. Or she can Or do. she, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of sexism. <laughs> 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 hey, you bitch. <laughs> hey, I'm just as much a product of the patriarchy as anyone else. <laughs> hey, Liz, can you slide me a slice? Oh, do you want a gold nail? Or, I would love a golden nail. Or do you want a loose lips? <laughs> uh, no, I'll have a Klondike Clark. Oh, Thanks, Long Slice. Thanks, Thanks Long, long slice. slice. Will you be our sponsors? Eh? <laughs> well, they, I mean, they currently are. They currently like, are, are they? our sponsors because they gave us... They sponsored 30 beers. Oh. <laughs> oh. Go on, Mel. You're the person who brings it all back in. <laughs> okay. Rain us in. Is all hope lost for a big sports dummy like me? I don't get sports. I don't watch sports when I've gone to games. I don't know what's going on. I could, like, have a nap, maybe, except it's too <laughs> loud. <laughs> Can I get into it? My dad keeps asking me if I'm watching the hockey or the baseball, and I'm not. Well, he wants, to, bond so with my he wants to talk to you about it. I don't watch alone, like, much. I don't yeah. just turn My on dad the- only watches alone. <laughs> I watch sports alone. Well, with his yeah. beer. Mm. It's true. And you I watch have a alone? monitor. Yeah, I do. I watch sports alone. I was just, gonna like, say, out I, of necessity. I think it helps, though, to watch with someone. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe watch with a friend mm-hmm. <laughs> the first time. Maybe someone who knows the uh-huh. rules. Mm-hmm. If, if I actually <laughs> think the bandwagon is the best place to start. Yeah? Because if you... If you are like, oh, this is really exciting. What's happening? Everyone's really excited. And you kind of get swept up into the excitement. You'll start to learn a little bit about it. Okay. And Mm -hmm. my experience is the more you know about something, the more you like it. Right. Yeah. And so if your first game is like a game that doesn't matter and it's not very exciting, if you're not naturally inclined and you don't have, you know, like a childhood experience with it, you're not necessarily just going to be like, oh, sports, love. But if you yeah. if you get that excitement and everyone's really into it, I think you can get pulled into it a little bit more. Okay. Yeah. And that can carry through. I would agree. Yeah. I would I mean, I don't have a bandwagon experience myself, but I have experienced watching games where everyone's excited mm-hmm. and so then I've felt excited. It leaves me almost instantly once I leave the room and then I'm like, I don't need to continue watching it. But like watching with my dad or watching with other people, like tomorrow afternoon, depending on what time I get home from Perth, my friend Shreya Whose parents are from India 
and her ex-husband is originally from Africa and all they did ever was watch soccer and cricket and she's really into soccer. She's going to sit by herself in a bar in Kingston and watch some English Premier League game. <laughs> she was like, deal. do you? Yeah, it is a big deal. Soccer and cricket are watched by way, 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 way more people than North American sports. Yeah. And we don't know anything about it. Yeah. Hardly Well, that's at all. changing with TFC. It is. Toronto. But cricket, is. apparently the cricket, like the big cricket games in India are watched by more people than like, it's like times yeah. 20 Super Bowls. Oh, yeah. I that's how many that. people in yeah. like the rest of the world are watching cricket. Yeah. And yeah. we're like, what the fuck is cricket? Yeah, like, is that like baseball, but boring? Cricket. Yeah. No, but <laughs> and apparently the, the this big Indian league, I just learned this on Hassan Minhaj's um, TV show on Netflix called uh, Patriot Act. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he has a whole episode on cricket. And there's they've changed cricket so that it's a faster, more explosive sport. And so in the last like 10 or 15 years, like it's just well exploded. And so, so many people are watching it and mm-hmm. cricket's being taken over by the people who were colonized by Britain. And they're like, yeah. fuck you. We're way better at it than you are. <laughs> anyway. So tomorrow, Shrey's going to be sitting in a bar in Kingston by herself watching the soccer game. And I was like, if I, whenever I'll come and join you. Cause it seems like lonely to sit but she's like but it's not because that's the whole thing is like the camaraderie piece right there's a there's a whole bunch of other people there and you're doing there might not be though not in kingston you'd probably be surprised it's a it's a big game and there's a lot of english soccer fans in canada because of the english coming over here and colonizing yeah and it's funny because shrey is like a you know young brown woman She'll yeah, be like looking, talking to the old English men. So are you going to go join her so that she's Depending not on potentially what t- alone? With all those horrible old white men? Yeah, I'll protect <laughs> her. I'll protect her. I um, bandwagoned into soccer. I didn't watch soccer. I was just like, oh, too much neutral play. I just didn't understand <laughs> the game. And <laughs> I love that Coral really didn't last with that. They're like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Soccer neutral because- play by like the passing back and forth yeah, like, quietly in the there's middle. like like a high scoring game in soccer is like two one and you're like you played for four yeah. hours and you scored three goals i know it's not four hours that was an exaggeration to make a point 90 minutes but plus stoppage time ah see Bandwagon. seems like the most running it's so much running <laughs> so much running seems but like the I least amount of running soccer when i was in indonesia and the world cup was on and they are like cuckoo for soccer over there and so it cuckoo was like for cocoa puffs. cuckoo for cocoa soccer puffs <laughs> So I'd finished my course and I went down to Bali to like hang out and like decompress after the research I was doing and everyone was watching soccer and I was like, cool, I'll watch soccer. Like I like Mm. sports. And so I started watching it and then I was like, oh, soccer is actually really cool. Like it's way more interesting and exciting than I thought. And partially because I was seeing it played at a high level. So like when you're seeing the best teams play a sport, it's going to be better than not great teams. No, that's so true. So I was watching the best teams. I was also in Indonesia on vacation. Like, there was a lot of factors that went into it. But then I was like, oh, yeah, soccer. Yeah, cool. easy to get caught up. Like, <laughs> cool, I'm in. Like, I like it. And so now I can watch soccer at home. I It's still not my go-to, but I can watch it and be like, yeah, I understand. <laughs> I get it. You know what I was saying about how there's not that much writing? I feel like with professional soccer players... They're so good at playing their own positions. True. That they true. that they're like, oh, oh, I don't go past here. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. don't go past here. I don't watch it that much though. Like, no, that's <laughs> right. I actually think hockey, in terms of like sheer endurance and like your ability to be moving all the time, hockey's probably the hardest. Well, their shifts the total gameplay in one game is like three and a half minutes for one player. 
Like their shifts playing are tiny. Yeah, their shifts playing are two minutes, but that's because you're moving at a super fast pace on skates, which is way harder than on land. Yeah, like right? but they're like much lower. Like yeah, I think, but I think it's because it's a harder game to play, like longevity wise. Hockey is not an endurance sport because it's so intense. Yeah, like you're saying in soccer, like you run a little bit and then you stop. You don't do that in hockey. You're like full on for that entire two minutes and then you need to take a break and then two minutes later you're back right yeah that's the same with football right like they can only play like one game every week yeah but that's more because they get injured yeah, it's not because really they're so hard on their bodies right it's it's, it's not like that they're, they're like, running it's because they're crushing themselves against other yeah, people and so you need a week to recover otherwise mm. you'll not have a team and they only play 16 games a year yeah and that's which when that i learned that i like blew. super exciting for people is because you only have 16 games mm-hmm. to watch. Like, baseball has 162 games. Wow. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you can miss one. You can miss, like, <laughs> I would say four or five. And they Easy. do, like, they do, like, weekend long series where they're like, oh, they're playing, a, you know, the Toronto versus Detroit for four yeah. games. Yeah, that's how they, no big they do deal. three game or four game series because of, of traveling, right? Yeah. So they're like, we'll just hang out here and play a bunch of games together. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. We'll take it easy. The weather's lovely down here at the ballpark. <laughs> it's true. And that's what I love about baseball. It's so chill. <laughs> I'm going to move it forward because it's it. midnight, you guys. And Whoa. Melody's going to be like, I have to edit this later. I'm so sleepy. Nikki, do you have any <laughs> favorite sports figures from history? Like Doc Ellis? Yeah, perhaps? we can talk about Doc Ellis. That's Nikki's my husband, favorite. Uh, owns a bar called the Doc Ellis in Toronto. It's a sports bar. But he's a real person. Nikki, tell us about him. <laughs> Doc Ellis is a real person. Mm-hmm. He is. He's very real. He, uh, he, it's actually a really interesting story because he's, he's most well known for pitching a no hitter on acid <laughs> in 1970. He was like, this really a sort of eccentric, really outspoken um, against the racism, both systemic and personal that was happening at the time. He was a black pitcher in the seventies, which was like a very intense racist time in baseball. But he also would do things like he was a bit of a party guy. So he would, he had an extra large hat made to fit over curlers that he would wear in his hair on the field. So that when he finished the game, he'd take the curlers out and look good for the clubs. So he was like, (laughs) off the wall and like awesome. oh my god yeah it's amazing it's he's like i love him legendary. so his the no hitter story is that he had gone down to la to meet up with a friend and they were dropping acid because it was the 70s that's what you do Woo! and he thought that it was still thursday so he dropped acid at noon and then his girlfriend was like you have to pitch tonight it's friday <laughs> fuck so got himself on a plane landed back in pittsburgh was just like tripping balls. Huh? And <laughs> he said that he couldn't really see what was happening. Like he could see sort of like the area that he was looking at. But at one point it looked like the umpire was Richard Nixon. <laughs> and he had to get the his catcher to tape reflective tape around his fingers because he couldn't see the signs for the balls <laughs> that he was calling. And so he ended up with a no-hitter, which is like a an impressive feat. He struck out six guys and walked eight which is less impressive but six strikeouts on acid seems like yeah walking pretty good like a lot of walks in one game 
But if you're on acid, that doesn't seem like a ton of walks. Listen, mom and dad don't listen to this, but I did acid and I didn't do anything even close to that. Yeah. (laughs) When I was on acid, I cried a lot. Yeah. This game has become legendary and, and there's like, you can get tie dye jerseys, like tie dye Doc Ellis jerseys and, it's like become this this huge. Is it true? It is. So according to him and other people who know him, it's true. According to other people, it might not be. But given his character and who he was, it seems like it was true. Yeah, because like he, he was like a he had lifelong issues with drugs and dependency yeah, problems. Yeah. So mm. he later, like after he retired from baseball. Oh, so he also, he, in 1971, he was an all-star. He was also on the field for the first all-black starting lineup Ooh. in 1971 with Pittsburgh Pirates. Ooh. They went on to win the World Series that year. So, like, he has some, like, also, like, really incredible achievements other than his sort of outlandish behavior. But after he retired from baseball, he he got sober and he was just like, you know, I never pitched clean. He was mm-hmm. always on amphetamines or drunk or a combination he said one game he was supposed to go to pitch and, af- and he was sober. And after the first inning, he had to go into the dressing room and find something because he just couldn't handle it. He had like big time addiction issues, which he mm. cleaned up. He also had some pretty bad relationships with his first first and second and third wives, I think. Like he was abusive. And he later said that he really regretted being on acid for when he pitched the no hitter because it was kind of like he missed this huge right. important thing in his life. So he's remembered as this like crazy party dude, but like he played in the majors for I think 12 years. And then after that, he cleaned up and then he started mentoring other players who were dealing with addictions issues. And then people were like, you know, there's a lot of people in our community, like poor black communities who could really use your help. So then he started working with at-risk youth and that was really the work that he was proud of. And so it's, it's kind of sad that I don't know sad is that he's word. remembered for it, this thing yeah like he's in and it's it's like a great achievement in like pop culture you know it's like a it's a cool story but then like his actual life gets erased and the fact that he was really proud of himself for overcoming his addictions and helping right. other people do that too just gets kind of wiped out by this like cool psychedelic story and the second part is not like it's a very inspiring story but it's not a good little it's not like a little tidbit that you can just like not a good sound out. it's not a good sound bite yeah but i and i think that actually he just worked really hard he to worked like really hard to clean change himself his life up and, and, and to change other people's lives and mm. and you know and and make amends and i think there's a few instances there was uh michael vick in football who was got into dog fighting and all this stuff and and we focus on the terrible things that people do, but not when they make amends and then they try and do better. So he got out of it. He got help for everything that he was doing. And now he's like a, he's mm. like a, Michael Vick is like a fierce advocate for ending animal cruelty. But no one talks about that, you know? So like, I think it's important to recognize that people are making positive changes and like, it is a good thing. Like throwing a no hitter on acid is awesome, but like cleaning yourself up and helping other people make their lives better is just as awesome, if not more awesome. (laughs) And so that was part of the reason why Andrew and his partners wanted to call it the Doc Ellis is because of his whole story, not just throwing a no-hitter on acid and being kind of zany. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. But it's interesting. Like, now we would call him an activist. At the time, he was just, like, a loudmouth. Right. People were just like, oh, there's Doc Ellis again talking about other black players appreciated it, other white players maybe not so much. But 
Yeah, he's a he's a really really interesting story. There's a, a great documentary. It's called No No, a Doc D O C K documentary. <laughs> it's it's awesome. It's really really good. I highly recommend it. It's really well done. It's very moving. Nikki is currently wearing a Doc Ellis T-shirt. That's yes. true. So this, I noticed that mid story. <laughs> the the drawing on the back was done by Wes Pratt, who is a tattoo artist mm-hmm. and friend of the Doc Ellis crew. He did a flash tattoo. For the Doc Ellis. It's pretty cool. It is. Yeah. It's a hot babe wearing a Blue Jays hat. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't love that? <laughs> Those aren't the stories you hear, though. I no. don't have that depth of understanding of the personalities and lives of most sports icons. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. They're all pretty one-dimensional for me, to be honest. Yeah. Although, I have to admit that I did, because I was interested in Doc Ellis's acid no hitter i looked him up and then i heard this other interesting stuff and i thought oh he is a whole man obviously (laughs) all i know about him is this one thing that he did yeah you know all you know about like i've heard a lot about lebron james you know and how he's this amazing basketball player who like basically built teams you know yeah Mm -hmm. um but i don't know much about these people generally so it must be hard for them to be yeah. like seen by the public as these like super one dimensional people. Yeah. But that are also larger than life in a way. Yeah, no, for sure. And they, they, a lot of, a lot of pro athletes, once they stop playing baseball, get heavy into drugs and alcohol because they're trying to like fill a void. It's a short career. As yeah, well. so yeah. short. So and so if like... you're not taught how to manage your money and you didn't yeah. go to school and you don't really have a lot of options after, like, Run that it's fast. rough. Yeah, it's almost it's better if they're able to go through college or university while they're playing so that later they can yeah. be like, have a profession. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's people who just are like, I don't have anything. Yeah. Yeah, but and if you're making like 11 million a year, it seems like it should last you. Yeah, seems but it's like you should be able to be okay. Yeah, not but that's if you're taught that to me. Not everyone makes that, but also right. you have to be taught to manage your money. And if you think if you're like a kid who grows up in like a poorer community, yeah. And then you're like, oh shit, I got to help people that are around me. Then it's everybody. Then, then you're helping everybody and there goes your money. And then right. you're like, oh, now I have nothing again. Yeah. You know, and that's and that's coming from an altruistic place. Like, that's coming from a really good place. Right. They're just not taught. It's depicted that, that like, young players are just all bravado and that they're yeah. trying to, like, spend their money and, like, show that they have made this money as well. So I yeah. think they're spending a lot of money out of, like, could be beyond their means if they didn't have a job anymore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, definitely. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Yeah. Buying boats and things. Cars. Cars. Boats. <laughs> Here's a hole. Would you like to pour money into it? <laughs> yeah, boats. <laughs> boats. Who buys boats? I'm on a boat. Guys, we have to move on. It's 1230. It is late. In the middle of the night. I'm going to be waking up. <laughs> No exaggeration at 5 a.m. Oh, with my six cents. Good. I'm golly. I'm worried about Melody having to edit this episode. I'm also worried about that. <laughs> <laughs> what has everyone been listening to? Anything? Anything exciting? Bad? Good? <laughs> I'll go Crazy. first. Fun. I'll let Not all these fun. people think about it. Just like at okay. a when a waiter comes to a table. Yep. You guys have three minutes. Noted. I've been listening to a 
<laughs> I've been listening to a podcast <laughs> called Food Psych. Oh. And the host, I can't remember right now because I've had three. Thank you, long slice. <laughs> three, three beers. <laughs> three slices. Three uh, uh, hops de la vistas. Three tall boys. Um, and it's all about uh, diet culture and like anti-diet culture and body acceptance and freeing yourself from diet culture and it's amazing what's it called again it's called food psych food psych like and psychology not mm, like psych uh, it's the same food. psych psych it's a podcast i know but they don't mean it like food psych they mean like food psychology yes they okay. mean like food psych but they're spelled the same i'm way. really I know glad we clarified this psych. so so yes it's a, it's it's, ho- it's hosted by a woman who is an uh, an anti-diet certified uh, dietitian and she follows a haze approach which is health at any size and so it's like anti-diet anti-fat shaming anti all the shitty things that and just like pro humans pro humans pro humans <laughs> having bodies in pro, the world pro humans pro food yeah. pro enjoyment of food yeah. um anti restriction you know but like pro health not like pro health you should be healthy but like loving yourself enjoying your life enjoying food you i know? think in north america we enjoy food the least in the world we have so much of it we have so much crazy bananas versions of it and everything we eat is fraught with like some kind of weird bullshit in your brain well because we've been raised we have no food culture and but we've also been raised to believe that fat is wrong and like if you gain fat you're bad and that shows a weakness of character yeah and that you haven't been able to restrict yourself enough yeah and that you shouldn't be fat yeah and that like as a fat person, every day that I live is like a failure kind of thing, you know? Yeah. So it's uh it's great. It's quite radical. She just that sounds really good. It's it a great really it's a great good. podcast. She she just had an episode where she talked a little bit about diabetes. And she's quite radical in that she's like, listen, if you eat too much and you're uncomfortable because you ate so much, who cares? And then this, and she said it's harder when you have diabetes because there's so much of there's so much focus on blood sugar levels and everything. And she said, obviously you want to be careful, you don't want to die. But she's like, so your blood sugar goes out of whack one day. Whatever, man, it doesn't mean you're a bad person. Yeah, just move on. It's true. There's 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 too much value attached to all that. Stuff. It's like you did good. Your yeah. all your levels are good. You're yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just a thing. It's not you. Yeah, it's not, it's not who you are as a person. Yeah. Anyway, it's a great podcast. It's making me feel good. And that's why I ate two pretzels. I want to feel good. <laughs> I'm going to listen yeah. to that podcast. It's great. Food psych. Mm-hmm. TM. Food psych. <laughs> <laughs> but well, like the opposite of that. I listened to something that was really, really terrible. Ooh, do tell. Well, I discovered ctv.ca has episodes of Dr. Phil. Because <laughs> when I was in university in the earlier years, I used to come home every day from school and watch Dr. Phil. Really? How I don't know how you don't remember that except we're drunk all the time. So that's probably why. Just like right now. <laughs> Thank you, Home like Slice. Right <laughs> Thank you, Home Slice. <laughs> I mean, Long Slice. <laughs> and Home Slice. That's the best. Anyway, Dr. Phil on C2B.ca. 
fun for me little trip down memory lane <laughs> i was totally, a straight talker you i would know? totally watch some dr phil so Truth bombs. he has <laughs> he has like ads during it for his podcast called like truth bomb it no it's like <laughs> fill the in the wrist. blanks i think it's called fill in the no. blanks. no he had an ad for a new little ditty he's come up with called analyzing murder and it's dr phil hopping on the true crime bandwagon i love it you don't oh i listen to it as the worst (laughs) thing i've ever heard in my life Why? what does he do and then he plunged the knife 37 (laughs) times into her chest cavity Oh, <laughs> it's, it's really bad. Sounds oh like a parody. Oh my god, that sounds amazing. It sounds like a like he's not, skit. He's not known Satire. for his vocal work, you know. Like right. I shouldn't be narrating he is, he is, stories. He is about a wooden murder. He's a wooden Texan. <laughs> he's a walrus Texan. Yeah. What does that mean? He there's something about like his mustache and the shape of his head <laughs> that if you just like add tusks, add tusks, walrus. I mean, it's literally his mustache and the shape of his head. And there's yeah, something yeah. about, like, if a walrus talked, I feel like it would be like, wah, 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 like the way that. I don't know. I also, my wife, Robin. I also think that he pl- puts that accent on because most sure. people lose their regional accents once they move to fucking Los Angeles and be on TV for 20 years. Right. And so, like, he must work real hard to maintain it. To maintain it. Yeah. Mm. I would like highly recommend not checking out analyzing <laughs> murder. It's like really disturbing oh, no. listening. Because I I like true crime. Melody I do knows too. we what we listen to my favorite murder, and I listen to some other true crime podcasts. But Melody turned me on to my favorite murder before six months ago. I had never heard of it. Now I've listened to every episode. Talk about a bandwagon. I hopped Ooh, on yeah. that bandwagon. I might, I might hop on it. No. Oh, it's good. <laughs> hop on it. They're great. Hop it, don't drop it. <laughs> I don't know. Agreed, Carl. I don't know. Is it taboo to be on a podcast and say like I'm not a very regular podcast listener? You could no, even okay. you could talk about music. What if you, you talk about in music your car right now or no. audiobooks? Well, and I was gonna say like I'm just like the diehard CBC on the radio all the time. I have to say, who's your favorite Whether CBC I like host it or not? Um, I don't. I. It, I hope it, it's not Rita Chelly. No, it's Ooh. not. <laughs> I, can't she's so I do. I. But I do like one called Farmer to Farmer podcast. Actually. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I've listened to that over the years while farming, and it's inspirational. I find. Yeah. I don't, I'm, I'm always looking for ideas. I have all these little notes, like, oh, that sounds like a great podcast. I'll <laughs> write down all these little notes and then never get to them. It's like the master, jack of all trades, master of none kind of thing. Like, oh, I'll listen to one of these and then I can't get into it. I followed a couple of true crime ones though, like Serial. I watched. Serial is a good one. Like I, I lost the, on this most la- latest uh, season. I've been like, meh, I don't like it. Yeah. Well, it's hard to top Adnan. Oh, yeah. How do you feel about Ed Lawrence? Since you're a CBC listener, do you love uh, him? Because I love him. I, I love listening to his voice. Yes. I've, I've met him a couple of times, oh, and oh. I like I know him. I I shouldn't say anything untoward. Go on, name dropper. <laughs> he, he's lived with some farmer friends of mine for some years now. What does he? I've never heard so, of him. What does he? I was like always at meetings at the house he lived at. 
but I wow. won't divulge where that was. <laughs> <laughs> he Who lives near Alma. Him. He lives Who is this person? What does he do? Ed Lawrence. He's the he's gardening, the gardening guy. Oh, on, and he's Ontario. on the Rita Chelly show. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Rita Chelly. I love his voice. <laughs> he has a great voice. <laughs> I'm telling you, horticulture is common sense. Yeah. And I have to say, I've actually picked up some tips because I'm not a huge perennial gardener or like mm. I don't deal with shrubs or that kind of thing. You grow food. Yeah, yeah. I think mostly, it's funny. He'll right? be someone will call in and they'll be like, "Well, because I know the person you're talking about. I just, just know, I just didn't know his name." And so they'll be like, "I have these orchids," and I'm like, "Why the fuck are you growing orchids in Canada? <laughs> like, just throw them on the deck. Yeah, that's like, the problem." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I do think the same sometimes. People really care for the plants, the house plants especially. Yeah, it's like. That's unsustainable. <laughs> That's going to die. Nikki, have you been listening to anything at this week, month, year? Ever I... in your life? Ever in your life? Have you ever <laughs> listened to anything good? Uh, music, podcast, radios. Listening to. It's a CBC music show called Marvin's Room. <gasps> yeah. I love Marvin's Room. I love it. I love it so much. And I'm so sad that I only discovered it like a month ago. They, I they have so not much. listened to it. CBC podcasts everything. So you could listen to the back ones probably. Oh, yeah. Sweet. CBC music. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, it's, it's R&B. And it's like, now, then, here. And this really lovely host. Yeah, she's amazing. Yeah, she is I love it. And I was listening to it today as I was driving up here. And they played Sampha, who, I don't know if you guys know him, but he's from the UK. And he has that, like, you know how Portishead had that, like, really creepy, beautiful vibe? So if you imagine that, but, like, now and (laughs) R&B, which I realize is not the same at all. But it, it's like, I saw him open for the XX a few years ago, and I was like, ooh, I gotta listen to this guy. And I totally forgot about him until I was listening to Marvin's Room on the drive up here, and they played a song of his, and I was, it was amazing. It was awesome. I imagine those colors skies And all down the way caught So, Marvin's yes. Room, yes. Sampha. Oh, I mm, totally. Marvin's big Room fan. is great. Yay. I love the host. I don't know what her name is, but she's great. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. I can't remember her name either because I don't remember anything. And is Marvin, isn't Marvin gay? It's, yeah. It's gotta be. It's gotta be. It's R&B. Yeah. Yeah. R&B. Yeah. It's time to do plugs. Ooh, you- ooh, me, me. Yes, Nikki, go. So if you want to watch sports in Toronto, you can hit up the Doc Ellis, Dundas and Dovercourt. I believe it's 1280 Dundas Street West. Super fun, super chill, consistently voted the number two sports bar in Toronto. <laughs> What's the number one? Nobody can compete with real sports because they have like 7,000 televisions. Oh, right? real sports. So like real sports, like blah, blah, blah. But real Whatever. sports is gross. It is. It is gross. And it's expensive and their food is shitty and it's like full of frat boys. Doc Ellis, on the other hand, has really good food and really good craft beer. And nice and people. Nice and really nice people. Like cute servers and stuff (laughs) (laughs) and and like nice couches comfy couches and then you can also go to the aviary which is the the team up of doc ellis and long slice brewery they will be brewing long slice beer i believe as of the second week of june so you can grab a slice, a long slice of the aviary in the Canary caca, District. Caca, caca. That, that Canary District, <laughs> <Yeah>. aviary. Caca, <laughs> caca, caca. 
They're on Instagram, the aviary, the Doc Ellis. They're on the internet at the aviary. Just Google them. They're great. Google them. They're great people. I'm biased because I'm married to one of the owners, but they're great. The beer is great. The people are great. The food is great. (laughs) No regrets. Agreed, agreed, agreed. (laughs) Woo! Coral, anything you want to plug? What is this? I don't understand. Do you have like social media things? Do you have a business? Queen Beat. I have a business. Yeah, Queen Beat. Queen Beat Farm is where I can be found on Instagram. I just have started occupying my Facebook page for my business. I took a sabbatical after my son was born, actually, and have been taking it easy and working with other farmers. I just got a a small herd of cows. So you're going to raise them for beef? And Yeah. And so anybody need grass-fed beef, I will have some sheep and lamb available as well. Do you post cute pictures of the new babies on your... Uh, well, they were born elsewhere. They've just arrived to my farm. So I will be though. Like I've already posted a ton of the adult animals. <laughs> <laughs> so you know what's funny is that I buy meat from a farm near Kingston called Fat of the Land. Yeah. Do you I know, know Fat of the yeah, Land. Yeah. So like Justin. Yeah. So I'll buy stuff and I have some of his meat in the freezer right now. And that's like the kind of meat I like to eat because it's ethical and I like know the animals had a good life and they just had like one shitty day and they weren't transported <laughs> anywhere. But I look at all the like fucking adorable beef calves and I'm like, oh, so cute, so cute, so cute. And then I'm like, wait, I'm going to eat them. It's been an interesting discussion with my kids just yeah. after having because I, I had animals before I had kids and now having them again that are going to be ones we eat. And so anyway, we were just having discussions about it. Why aren't the calves named? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, but I told them they can name them. I'm just being clear as like, to what gonna is going to happen pets. with these cows. So, yeah. But and I mean, like, it's turkey, though. they're going to have a good time. Yeah. It's just like one shitty day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I just I just obsessively tell myself that because I am essentially very conflicted about it. I like fawn over the animals on Instagram at Justin's farm and then I'm like Am I eating I you? eat these animals. Like I literally eat that animal. But I was telling you like Justin, myself, others who raise animals, I don't think like they people love animals who raise them too. I know, I and, and I just... can tell from the way he posts about them. Yeah. And he also loves them. Yeah. It's they... like cognitive dissonance. Yeah. <laughs> so your your like name of your farm is Queen Queen Beat Farm. Beat like B E E T. B E E T. That's yeah. awesome. And I just had some bees show up there the other day as well. So That's hey. so cool. Now I'm a beekeeper. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> That's amazing. Elizabeth Cooper, do you have any plugs? It's always the same. Liz Cooper photography. Give it to me. L I Z Z O U S E Liz S on Instagram. That's yep. it. Okay. <laughs> Melody. Melody. Thank you. <laughs> Nikki is a better co-host than I am. <laughs> it's my first time. <laughs> Melody. Hopefully not my last. <laughs> um, you can find me at melodystarkweather.ca. And you can find the podcast at teachmetigerpodcast.ca and at Teach Me Tiger Podcast on Instagram, Facebook. Pinterest. We're also on Patreon, where for as little as $2 a month, $2. you can gain access to bonus content from all the episodes. And there are more perks. That's less than levels. a coffee. I know. You can't uh, afford not to. We got a you new patron the other to. day. Who none of us know. Ooh. Our new patron's name is Megan. Hi, Megan. Hey, Hi, Megan. Megan. Hey. Thanks, Megan. 
We love you, Megan. I will endeavor to be a better co-host for Melody. <laughs> because of you. Because of you, Megan. I want to live up to your pledge. <laughs> Um, thanks so much to Nikki for coming on. Thank you so much to Coral for coming on. And thank Yay. you so much for the pretzels. The pretzels were the, pretzels the greatest were the thing best. I've ever had. Oh. What a delightful <laughs> human. And, and thank you, Long Slice, my pleasure. for all of the delicious And beer. thank you, Long Slice. Yes. Thank you, Long Slice. Thank you. That was Thank delicious. you for my hangover that I'll have tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, if you just no, crack you. another one in the morning, you'll be just fine. We've got plenty for tomorrow. <laughs> if you enjoyed the show. <laughs> <laughs> you might not this. enjoy this one. It got a little this, heavy. If you gong enjoyed show. this gong show, please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast on your favorite podcasting app and tell your friends about us. Thank you so much for listening. We love you. And remember, it's, it's a jungle out there. Rare. Rare. <laughs> are pending pending pretzels good thing because i'm getting drunk thanks long slice (laughs) thank you long slice